When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Ripple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. You better be willing to do unique things in order to expect unique results. And, and that's just life. We mock ourselves. March comes in like a lion. Unless it's Steelers season, then we're kind of in the the lamb, the lamb of things right now. Yeah, lamb season. Lamb, lamb season. Jack Lamb. Mm, that sounds tasty. Has anyone thought of that? The, the Jack Lamb? I don't know. I guess Jack Ham. Why would you change it from Jack Ham? Right, I mean, Jack Ham is already delicious versus a, a All right. rare, weirder meat. Off the, off the rails before we even started. <laughs> Coming in hot like a lion, march, mm-hmm. marching in like a Nittany Lion. It is what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers' social media conversation. I'm Kyle Crace. Here with me is Greg Benevin. Hello. And it's uh, we're starting to get the rumble. It's like the Bears starting to get out of the the slumber. Oh yes. Uh, even though we're still, what? Gee, should we seven weeks from draft day? I don't know. It sounds. It, it sounds. If it's not that, it's something pretty close to that. It's the longest. You know, you're thinking, no, it's it's next month. Draft is next month. It's the longest next month. Right. It's ever. not like it's April third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is not. And today is uh, March second. So. Mm-hmm. Let's, but we've got a little bit because uh, because it's it's uh, it's con season, con season, con. So let's get to the tweets. We'll start with at Alex Kazora. Alex Kazora, Art Rooney said it. Omar Khan said it. QB Mitch Trubisky will be a Steeler in 2023. That was uh, I don't know if it was the first thing that they that they asked Omar about. I don't think it was, but it was certainly the one of the it headlines. Was up there. It yeah. was pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, I mean what do you? I, hey, yeah, we got the numbers one and three guys in the organization saying it's going to be Mitch. All we need now is Tomlin to right. come out with and eat some chicken wings with uh, him or something. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's definitely going to be Mitch. I mean, they they I mean, again, it's it's they like having somebody that they know is going to be there, somebody that's won games in the past, someone that knows the system. And plus, uh, you know, it's it, Kenny is uh, can no quarterback's going to play 17 straight games, play all 17 games, you know, every snap of them. Mitch is uh, the backup is definitely going to get in there at some point. 
Yeah, and and Mitch is down there work at working out in Florida with the crew, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. that says something because yes. if he was all about hitting the market, you know, he might be making those hype videos uh, for Instagram. But no, he's out there with the boys. Mm-hmm. Sims is down there. I saw, I saw Austin the third. DJ's there too. DJ Pickens yes. is down there. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone, the whole crew. Uh, Gunner, I was Gunner down there. I thought I saw Gunner. Uh, probably. Was I mean, it's it's. But again, that speaks to that camaraderie kind of thing. I I mean, it's it, it, whatever. I think what we've learned is that what everyone said last year, what all the bills said about Mitch, the teammate, I think we've learned that's true. I mean, people yeah. like being around Mitch. I mean, that's that's part of the reason the, you know, him and Deontay had this like Tennessee Williams esque like brawl uh, uh, fight in uh, the locker room. It seems so ridiculous. <laughs> well, they just have that passion for football. It's, Nobody loves football as much as I do. Nobody. It's undocumented. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, but but is this you know is this the right move mm-hmm. at gauge underscore rage picket to pick in season first con l sadly uh we went over who the backup situation could have been uh yeah. was it two episodes ago or something yes. and what we came up with who what did we come up with jacoby Brissett, right maybe, it was Brissett. it was baker mayfield it was a lot of things that you know it was a lot of different ways to say less than mitch trubisky or equivalent to mitch trubisky at best i'm assuming these people are complaining about mitch costing 10 million or whatever which i mean the two things are one uh it's not your money and two if there's and something that we've learned from con in the past week it's that the steel have money to spend i think he even said that i don't know yeah. if it was because he did so many he did a national press then he did a local press but he said to i don't know if it was during the local was like you know me i know how to make it was like right. <laughs> he was yeah. like uncle scrooge diving through his uh mm-hmm. his vault of coins <laughs> um but you know yeah you're right because i think the comment was kind of like we want to extend mitch even mm-hmm. and some people were like what you know <laughs> uh at jordan york music jordan york if Mitch Trubisky wants to stay with the Steelers, I think he is a very good backup to Pickett. But if I were the Steelers, I would still look around and see if there are other options, maybe be it free agency or late in the draft. Are, 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 assuming that Mason is uh, leaving the room, mm-hmm. they are going to have to ma- maybe add a, yeah. a QB somewhere. I, I mean, I, I, that's if you've looked at a lot of the mock drafts yet, and we're not going to discuss them. But uh, many of them, uh, hypothetically, that I might have skimmed to have one of the seventh round picks being a quarterback. Oh, the the Oladokun the, special. Oladokun, yes. <laughs> it, uh, well, you know, it's it's it's. It, but it's also we're just trying to catch you know lightning in a bottle, like the world's greatest quarterback, Brock Purdy. <laughs> um, maybe hey, maybe we'll have one of maybe it'll be Jimmy G, uh, number three. I don't know. Um, how about this? Where did? Where did my tweet sound go? Oh, there it is. At hot underscore Steelers. Steelers hot takes. Such a slap in the face to Trubisky. Khan is basically saying Trubisky can't be a starter in the NFL. How do you think the player takes a statement like that? Not well, I'm sure. You know, what they're down there playing and everyone's like, ooh, hey, did you see what Khan uh, had to say? Like, <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you stay, but that, I mean, the, the given is like, as the ben- on the bench. Well, what I what I do like about this asinine comment is this: this shows you exactly how to craft a hot take. Like if you're trying to figure out how can I make a hot take, this is how you do it. What you do is you take something and you interpret it in the most narrow, negative way possible. 
and then from that you project someone else's feelings onto it. If you have those two things combined, you too can create a hot take. This is sort of like a hot take <laughs> paradigm. Like you can follow this formatting and make your own hot takes at home. It's like a Mad Libs for hot takes. The so like uh, cards against humanity. The the form and grill of hot takes. Yes, you just kind of yes. slap it down there. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Well, how about let's move on to another aspect of con season. We'll go to at Chris Halleck. Chris Halleck. Omar Khan helped break down the structure of the draft selection process. Andy Weedle in the scouting department will build the big board. Then Art, Mike, and Khan will make the decisions. Um, this kind of goes along with uh, the next one. At Steelers Crash, Mr. Crash. Oh, swell. So the guy who helped make Philadelphia Super Bowl champions has no input on selections. I want every Tomlin fan on my timeline to save the link to my tweet. You know, there's kind of this aspect that, you know, oh, Andy Weedle is actually going to save the day. Like, there's, I think there's an overemphasis on the assistant GM and not uh, Omar Khan, who's been in the building for 20 years. Well, that, and also, too... Building the big board is a very important part of the process. Like that's that's a real thing because that's essentially the ranking of all the players. That so that 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 in and of itself is a very like that that makes that encompasses a lot of decisions. To do that is a big part of the decision making process. Like that doesn't mean Andy Weidel's not involved, and it certainly doesn't mean he's not making decisions. It just doesn't mean he's making the final decision or that his voice carries the biggest weight with the final decision. But that's a very important deal. That big board, particularly when it gets to the later rounds. I'm imagining there's already a ver version of a big board in existence somewhere, if not, you know, on someone's computer or something. Oh, that's yeah. already You know, already a working draft. Of um, I'm sure there was last May. Okay. Like, it's, okay. you know, I think yeah. I imagine the, la the big board gets updated a lot. It, um, but yeah, but that uh, he is absolutely has plenty of imports input on selections. You know how I know that? Because he's building the big board. He's the big board boy. Um, okay, well, okay, I guess that's it for con season. Uh, well, no, there's a little bit of, uh, I guess, a little bit of signage. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's I don't know if it's really important enough to break out the song, but, the you know, the, the listeners, they said, we want the songs, we want the songs. See the names will all change in those other towns but the main Steelers way is to stay around don't need to go around and shop cause we know just what we got welcome back this is a product of your journey I'm thinking I'm back and your journey's not over yet the show goes on The first, this is like the first pebble in the pond uh, before the avalanche of signings, which I think will be uh, happen any in the next coming weeks. Yeah. Uh, but we'll start with at Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. We have signed linebacker Jameer Jones to a one-year contract. He's back. Mm -hmm. Number 40. Was he 44? But then Was he 40? Was he 48? I don't know. Yeah, he, he was around a, a lot of 40s. Now... Uh, I, I, if you listen to the cutting room floor this week with Jeffrey Benedict, you realize that there's about 700 snaps that goes to the backup linebackers, and they kind of break it up between three players last year. So 
you know, we've got DeMarvin Leal in the mix maybe for some outside mm-hmm. linebacker snaps. Now we've got Jameer Jones. Is this uh, – uh, I don't know. Are we adding to this linebacker room? Where's Jameer? No, is, I, I, they'll definitely add to the linebacker room one, one way or the other. But it, Jameer Jones helps with teams. I mean, didn't he block a punt for the Rams a year or two ago? It, um, yeah, and he's okay. played special teams in the past. It, um, you know, it's a depth signing of a guy that, you know, has hung around the league now for years. I mean, it's, it's if he's a starter, you might be in some trouble. But as a guy to have to come in for a few snaps to play special teams, it seems like a good deal, a good thing to oh, have. Okay, if he's a Danny Smith guy, then you know maybe I like this more, uh, kind of in that role. Although we've got yeah. also got Mark Robinson there too, right in the mix. I don't know if they'll. Yeah, if they, yeah. It, um, I thought Jameer played a little more outside, but yeah. For I mean, to run special teams. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. their roles. It's, yeah. um, you know, and it also doesn't mean you know guys that gets backup linebackers that get signed to one year contracts. This uh, doesn't necessarily mean hey, if someone else comes available, we're uh, precluding uh, this uh, getting them. But it, uh, yeah, but yeah, it can't hurt. It, uh, and these are because he was like exclusive rights or something. I expect yeah. I expect some of these, uh, you know, where Steelers hold the leverage, <laughs> like Ron, or not Ron Spillane, uh, Spillane. Yeah, uh, Rob Spillane. Sorry, Rob Spillane. coming up. And who else is one of those people? Um, I don't know. Right, don't know. but there's a few of them where you're like, okay, if they want this guy back, this guy's going to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about some? Uh, how about some like on the field related stuff? Enough con, enough of the office, front office. Take the ties off. Enough suit and tie. <laughs> Although I don't think Con wears suit and tie, he it was his press conference. He was in the hoodie. Yeah, he seems he seems pretty laid back and loose, like very comfy, not uh, uh, you know fall into quorum. A little bit of an accent. Does he have a little bit of an accent? He does, and it, it's one of those accents I can't place. I know they said he's grew he grew up around the New Orleans, Louisiana area. Perhaps that's what that accent is, but I don't think that's what that accent is either. I think it's also a little a little Yinzer. I don't yeah, know. it's like a little. He's been of that. there for two decades. Yeah, I would think. It's just yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, how about some on the field stuff? <laughs> At Steeler Nation, Steeler Nation. Steelers offensive coordinator Matt Canada isn't predictable or anything. And then it was a it was a graph of the uh, percentage of run run pass, and the Steelers had the highest percentage of run run pass in the AFC. Twenty seven percent of the time they mm-hmm. uh, they did a run run pass, which. I remember a time when that's what we wanted, you know, just line up and run up. I was going to say that was about thirty years of football. <laughs> that's how that's how Steeler fans wanted them to, you know, yes. just line up behind Watt and run up. Now though, mm-hmm. that's a negative. Although the 49ers, who you think of one of the most prolific offenses, uh, they were run run past twenty five percent of the time. Well, so. I think it's also these are the two offenses with rookie quarterbacks. I mean, that, ah, I think that's a bigger part of it. Too, ah, but, uh, maybe there is something. Yeah. Uh, um, of course, the you know, the the and the teams with the lowest percentage of run run pass also had the gunslingers like Kansas City, Cincinnati, Buffalo. Well, that, I, I'd be real interested. To, I mean, we're not looking it up, but I wonder what Buffalo's statistics were with that in Allen's rookie year. Having I remember watching okay. Allen play that when at played that year. I'm like, wow, this guy's a lot of talent. Who knows where the ball is going? I remember thinking that uh, when you would watch him play. So it, um, yeah. So that, so I mean, that just all seems like yes, these are teams with rookie quarterbacks, and these are teams with not rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, I think of a rookie quarterback who was pass heavy, and it was like Peyton who threw like what, like thirty some picks. Oh or something. Yeah. yeah, and and that team was far far worse than the Steelers this year. Steelers certainly this year's Forty ers At uh, that team was a mess in '99. If we, I wouldn't, I, hey, if we continue run, run, pat, you know, I know like second down, it got to the point where I know second down people were 
telling me like Steelers always run it on second down. It was getting like that, but it's I mean it's not predictable if it's effective, right? Or, I, I, no, that you're a hundred percent right. Now I was even going to piggyback on that is that the Steelers. It's easy to forget, but down the stretch last year they were really good on third down. Yeah, like converting those third downs, like like shockingly good numbers. Shockingly good. That's mm. uh, I believe that's what the uh, Canada punch is. What it right. is right? Shockingly I, I, I good. Think, I think that I think that's a 2023 version of elite. It's, uh... <laughs> How about at Steelers update six? Steelers update. NFL teams with the most sacks since 2017. Number one, Steelers 313. Number two, Saints 281. 32, a whole 32 sacks between one and two mm-hmm. and it goes all the way down to number 10 is the Ravens 242 so mm-hmm. you know the the gap between one and 10 on sacks of the last uh, six years mm-hmm. is uh 50 60 you know 65 so Steelers you know I just think this is a testament to Keith Butler really it kind of yeah. goes back to how underappreciated he might have been as a defensive coordinator oh yeah and just that how good those teams were and it's and it's also too it's not like the Steelers were great uh, with this sacking the ball this past season they weren't I mean that's I mean these numbers are still that impressive even with the very down year that they had due to the Watt injury and other concerns but it um so yeah I mean it's it's you know this and this is also part of the reason I think they might replenish that you know some of the guys on defense uh you know to keep that going for the future yeah it made me start to think like well what are you know what are the defensive coordinator tiers of you know in Steelers history who are the great you know where does Keith Butler He's very underappreciated, and I kind of think like he might be kind of in that top tier. And I so I went down all the way through the Super Bowl era. Mm-hmm. Who are the defensive? Of course, there was Bud Carson, who uh, had two Super Bowls and went to the postseason six straight times in the mm-hmm. dynasty era. Certainly, uh, you know George Pearls was the defensive coordinator. Perlas was the defensive coordinator for just one season in '78, mm-hmm. so that was a Super Bowl season, right? But he had been with the team since '72 and was kind of the innovator of the stunt four-three, I guess <laughs> that. And uh, and then of course Dick LeBeau has got to be in that echelon. Absolutely, you know, two Super Bowl wins, four Super Bowl appearances. Uh, the zone blitz. Is kind oh of his. yeah, I mean it's it's easy to forget that it was his defense took the Bengals to the Super Bowl, right? Where they lose to Montana and Rice, like what? Yeah. So that is the you know mm-hmm. top tier of Steeler uh, defensive coordinators, mm-hmm. and then I you know then your 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 next tier you got uh, Woody Widenhofer who mm-hmm. uh, had the the final um, Super Bowl win from the Dynasty era. Mm-hmm. And then you got Keith Butler, five playoff appearances in seven years. I think that uh, I think he's better than like Dom Capers, who was one and three in the postseason. Uh, you know, Jim Haslett, career five hundred. Uh, Terrell Austin is too early, right? Uh, and, and you know, Tony Dungy, who you think is a Hall of Famer, but he he, he was the defensive coordinator during those those dark ages. Well, he's like a Hall of Famer for what he did elsewhere. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it, and that's and that's the other thing about Dom is that he's had you know quite a yeah I'd say quite a career in other places. At um uh, uh so that, I think that's sort of why he gets you know ranked so highly. But yeah, but no, I mean Butler's defense has absolutely played well. Butler, you know, it's it's as I mean in a place where the standard is the Super. Bowl, that's the only that's the only negative mark against Butler's career yeah. is that they didn't yeah. win one with him.
Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. I guess you would say yeah of of the next yeah. If you didn't win, you didn't get a of a, the guys a that didn't get a ring, then Butler's yeah. absolutely up there. So and Butler's you know. probably never going to have a toupee or whatever that was with Don Capers. That thing was Ooh. astonishing. Did you see that? Not since Rudy Giuliani. In that the, was uh, amazing. <laughs> like it was, and it's just one of those things. It just it just because it's too perfect. Like if it had tried if it had tried to just get some right angles out of it, it would have looked. You know, more yeah. Human. What did yeah? Did he like took went to the barber after he put it on? You know, yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that was and I, you know, and obviously I don't make fun of someone's appearance, all that kind of thing. But like that was that crossed a line in terms of not you know being human. Anyway, everybody else gets a little tight. Yeah, a little too high and tight there, Dom. I don't know. Uh how about some more? A couple on the field odds and ends. How about at Scarpizio Scarps? There are just six teams in the league that have won at least 100 games, regular and postseason, over the last 10 years. Chiefs, Patriots, Seahawks, Packers, Steelers, Saints. Uh, you know, so I just, re- you know, we think of this as kind of a d- like the the new dark ages of Steelers mm-hmm. right now. You know, no playoff wins in six years. But we're still, you know, in, in geez, one of the top elite teams in, in, the, in the big scheme, in the big picture, in the, in the scope of time. Absolutely. And... You know, and unlike the Saints, the Steelers never completely fell off. I mean, this Saints team is, they're not bouncing back this coming season. If they do, it is a Seahawks-level surprise. It, uh, that's <laughs> a team that has a lot of uh, trouble ahead of And the Packers may be staring down a similar, and maybe staring down a decline as well. I mean, it's it's certainly the Chiefs and uh, are looking great, and the Pats seem like they could be good again. Who knows? But it, um, and the Seahawks certainly seem to be on the rise. But yeah, that speaks to the fact the Steelers have really fallen fallen off and everyone is expecting us to fall off you know or or you well, i know, think they were i don't know if they are now not now but certainly these last two seasons they've mm-hmm. you know it's been and uh and here we you know here we are here we are mm-hmm. we're still ready we're still rocking okay whatever that was how about <laughs> at steeler nation steeler nation steelers kenny pickett disrespected by former nfl quarterback Matt Castle put Kenny behind Andy Dalton and Russell Wilson in his 2023 rankings. Is that disrespect? Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm just not ready to, like, go to the battlements and, you know, be mad at somebody for putting ranking Kenny much lower than I would yet. You know, <laughs> like, let's give this at least another a few more months, if not a year. I mean, why? Let's, let's look at this in a macro sense. Why on earth is anyone asking Matt Castle about his quarterback <laughs> rankings in February of 2023? Because I can't ask him about Brady anymore. Right, right? I, I get, right. I mean, what, you know, like, like what, how are you so hard up for time or anything? I mean, I'm glad Castle has a job. I, I you know, I actually, I actually know guys that knew him at USC. At uh, so, oh, okay. and they say he was Name a nice dropper. guy. All right. And it, um, and it, you know, and it's uh, so yeah. So I mean, but, but again, this is you know, hey, we're here to talk. If, if you if you're listening to someone says, hey, we're here to talk to Matt Castle about quarterbacks, you're not listening to the rest of that. Uh, do you do you think Kenny feels slighted? Do you think he's going to say something to Castle next time he Here's sees him? Here's the question: him? Are we a hundred percent sure Kenny knows who Matt Castle is? Um, I mean, probably, but... He, wear, he wears the t-shirt with the Montana and uh, Marino, so you think he knows a little bit about history, enough about Yeah, but those guys history. are on NFL films. Matt Castle <laughs> isn't. Like, you're not going onto YouTube, and it's going from, like, Jerry Rice in the catch to, like, Matt Castle going 9-7 and seven or whatever it was with the Pats. Like, I mean, he probably does, but I'm I'm not willing to bet on that either. All right. All I mean, right. I don't know. I mean, it's it's would I have uh, Kenny ahead of, of Andy? 
Andy Dalton, sure. I mean, it's I can see it. Russell Wilson. That's kind of a unique situation because the guy is an easy Hall of Famer. That you know, I don't think anyone really knows how to react to the season he just had. So I could see being like, hey, I assume Russell Wilson is going to bounce back because uh, what if he doesn't? So you know, it's, yeah. again, I can't get worked up about the opinions of Matt Castle yet on this afternoon. At least it's not uh, you know QB rankings in March. It's not uh, mock drafts, I guess. You know. <laughs> that- I, yeah, I guess so. So <laughs> at least it's not mock drafts. That's what we should have been saying for the last month. Anytime someone said something dumb. Well, you know, speaking of mock drafts, Uh-oh. coming up in the second half. Uh-oh. I promised you know, only because I promised March we right. would start talking. Well, I understand. Otherwise, I would have said let's put this off for another week right. or oh, so, for sure. another month. Um, let's go ask Matt Castle about it. But the. The Google Alert is now active. Steelers mock draft. So we'll get to it in the second half, along with some odds and ends like the end of the quarterback sneak. What? All right. Stay tuned. But at least you're using your brains. There's only one way. There's only one way to mock. All right. 2023 mock season is officially in order. It's mockable. We mock ourselves. It's time to mock the mock. I said May. I said March first. I would do it, but I actually hit the Google alert uh, on the twenty seventh. So right. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 like an approaching storm. I it, mean, yeah. it's, there's so much out there. You can't read about this team at this time, or even football at this time, and not just encounter one. You need to have the Doppler on, right, for the coming mock. So and I had you need my to have an umbrella up. <laughs> I had my I had my umbrella up and my mock Doppler on <laughs> at the Pony Express, Andrew Filipponi. If you're the Steelers, would you trade the 17th and 49th picks to move up into the top 10 and get the best left tackle in the draft? I would. So he's talking about the first first round pick and the second round pick move up into the top 10. Sounds uh, sounds familiar. I remember we did this a couple uh, of years ago. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's absolutely not. It, um, this team is not just one player away. I would rather get multiple players in multiple positions and uh, have them work out than literally, now that we know what it's like to put all the eggs in the basket and then like uh, 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 fling the basket into the river. Yeah, and the basket is made of, uh, you know, it's made of sackcloth. Uh, I not... made, uh, uh, yeah, I think it's made out of uh, anterior cruciate ligament, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, well, what about this scenario at Pittsburgh Sport Steelers takeaways? Here's a potentially unpopular thought for some Steeler fans, draft Knicks. 
if they re-sign Sutton, and I think they do, I think that takes cornerback off the board for them, round one. Um, cornerback room right now, mm-hmm. uh, let's assume they sign Cam Sutton because, you know, everyone's talking, right? Omar Khan says they're already having talks. If they're already having talks, then it's, a, it's I feel like it's a deal. It it's seems a like it would be likely, yeah. So Cam Sutton is in the room. I think Akilah Witherspoon is still under contract. I think mm-hmm. Levi Wallace is still under contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also in the that lovely phrase, voidable years. So, yeah, so mm-hmm. 2023, they're on the roster, but 2024 may be a different story. Where where do you put – does that does, – does, uh, does that – put cornerback anywhere uh off your board i don't i don't think so i mean what would put cornerback off the board for me more and again it's you know you we've been alluding to it all uh episode and for weeks now is that if they were to sign another cornerback that might make it take it off the board but again it's you know they, they i could very well see them saying hey he was the best player available so we took this guy at uh i i don't think I don't really know that anything they're going to do right now takes a player off of the board because, I mean, it's, you know, they signed Mitch within 10 minutes of free agency yeah. starting and then they drafted Kenny. So That's, I don't uh, think. Yeah, history. Yeah, remember history. We Yeah, it mm-hmm. just happened less than a year ago, 11 mm-hmm. months ago. Good point. Good mm-hmm. point. Um, speaking of any any guy on the first round, at Steelers Sank 16, Steelers Sanctuary, how dumb do you have to be to screw up in the few months between the end of college football and the draft? Having said that, I'm all in for drafting Jalen Carter if he falls to 17. Uh, but, you know, I, th- I think he was on people's wish lists before this, and now they're like, well, now it's a good reason he'll fall to 17. Uh, yeah, it, 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 but again, they, they do these character tests for a reason, and, it, you know, if you can't stay clean in this sense for the four months or less than that after the college football <laughs> season, how on earth are you going to do it for the next 10 years for this kind of investment? I mean, it's, you know, like a lot of these guys, I don't know, Jalen Carter in a later round, uh, then you can be, then it's, and then it's also less like, Hey, you know, we drafted a guy who may have committed a big boy crime. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, that is, you know, clean the, the scene is yeah. Not, right, that, yeah. That, right. That's not like we mouthed off at the cop or like, you know, we did something like low level. That is a real actual crime for like a lot of valid reasons. And character is a high, is a high, especially with the first round pick. Right. High. Cause you're investing so much. You know, that. I mean, it's I think about especially, you know, since Dan Rooney's passing, it feels like they've certainly emphasized character. I mean, they've always have. But I think, uh-huh. you know, T.J. Watt and yeah. um, uh, oh, well, just, <laughs> just, uh, Najee, just you know, just think how weird how, how mad people got when Devin Bush put out weird tweets. Yeah. And yeah. they weren't like crazy. You know, they weren't like uh, offensive. They certainly weren't like vicious or mean. They were just really bizarre. Yeah. And like just that, that one cat tweet was weird. right. Yeah. And the bizarre tweets versus like, here's a guy that fled the scene of a death. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, well, uh, let's, let's, let's get to the mocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got one. I, I'll just, I'll just touch on the, which I guess is the most high profile. Mm-hmm. Oops, wrong sound. <laughs> At Mel Kuyper, Mel Kuyper, uh, he, he, he put his mock draft out, giving us Joey Porter Jr., cornerback, Penn State. So after all this talk about cornerbacks, Mel Kuyper thinks 
he's the guy. Is it just because his name is Joey Porter? Well, I think it, it's it's. I think he's also very good. I mean, I I, I have seen you know of trying to avoid the mock drafts. There are actually several of them that don't have him being there at seventeen. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's that. It, 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 I think if you're doing a mock draft and you're a professional person and you have to get this done by noon because you have to do three other mock drafts for something else you write for, <laughs> and you get to seventeen and Joey Porter Jr. is still there, okay, now you can worry about eighteen. Like you don't have to think about this a whole lot. So that makes a lot of sense. But I mean, it's. You know, I, 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 which, and I'm sure we're going to hear all this nonstop. Who's the best corner? Is it the Witherspoon guy? Is it Gonzalez? Is it Porter? It, you know, will they all be gone by then? Because um, I know that's happened in some of these drafts. It, uh, but, I mean, that's an easy one to do. And also, I mean, it, and you can't discount the Steelers believe in bloodlines more than like some evil scientists in bad movies. <laughs> they really do. I somewhat resent that. Well, sorry, Coach. You're the one who drafted... Cameron Hayward or whatever I mean Connor Hayward and and the the third Edmonds like it wasn't just Terrell there's the other guy too like well we'll see if we get if we get the line the linebacker yeah right and the Watts and the The Davis brothers right Mm, right I forgot about the Davis brothers yeah Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, just a, a quick, a, a small mock roundup from uh from this week. I know I promised March first, but these are a couple from the twenty eighth and twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. There's one Joey Porter Jr. We've got one Brian Branch, who is the uh defensive back from Alabama. He's like a hybrid safety kind of dude, right? Yeah, like yeah. That. They're they're not giving him a. He's not a strictly corner, I guess. Oh. Uh, Darnell Wright, a tackle from Tennessee. And Lucas Van Ness, a defensive lineman out of Iowa. I think I saw Jim Wexel. He'd actually talked to him at the Combine. So he's Iowa, Big Ten boy, you know. This seems like like this is a very platonic ideal for how a lot of the mock drafts are going to look. It might not be these exact same names. It, it very well could be. But, like, you know, there's a corner. There's an offensive lineman. There's a defensive lineman. And then there's some other maybe depth kind of thing. Here it's this safety that's either very small or very big. I totally forget. It could be a wide receiver in ones you see. It could be a tight yep, end. Yep. It could be a guard. It, um, but, yeah, I think this this is what a lot of them are going to look like. Well, if we if we look back to last year's research, mm-hmm. our mock the mock research uh one of the one of the things we were able to determine is that 50 percent of these mock drafts mocked quarterback so i i one of the conclusions i came up with was like i'm fair to say if we can get a 50 percent conclusion at least on the position Mm -hmm. from these mocks maybe that's as close as we'll get to narrowing it in uh to anything more specific than yeah and i think that i think that's a really good point and i think the only thing that could kind of keep that from being correct when we do it is sort of the reverse of what happened last year is that part of the reason a quarterback fell it would be gone to any you know like evaluation of kenny was that remember how weird it was when the wide receiver rush started kicking in when like all those dudes were traded for the big money and all of a sudden all the receivers went other than pickens like if there could be if there was a thing like if say it's corner at 53 percent and then all all of a sudden all the corners go yeah then that would that, that would be the, the exception that proves the role for your 53 percent thing like we'll see we'll hmm. see we'll see we're gonna right, we're gonna start tracking these mocks. i'm not gonna track i'm what i'm not gonna do this season that i did last year was track the first round picks of all these mocks oh, the, you know the, all the i'm just gonna I would do hug the, you if i was close i'm just gonna do the, the steelers ones because there's just it's just um, because you're a human being that deserves to be happy it just doesn't you know it doesn't matter we I, you know i mm-hmm. that's why we did it last year i wanted to see does it matter does all these mocks you know mm-hmm. because if there was a way to crowdsource 
in draft information from these mocks and maybe we'd be onto something but i don't right. you know i think the answer is no <laughs> i concur and in fact you know speaking of things that don't matter at jason shetler that sports guy in your opinion how much stock should we put into the nfl scouting combine a lot 16.7 percent some 38.9%. Very little, my vote, 44.4%. I I I you know, I did try I did find myself tuning in just to see if I could see anything. I know Joe Hayden's down there, but uh ultimately it's it's kind of more like it's more useful as a throwback. It's more like, hey, look at TJ Watt when he was at the combine. It's not like, look who the future star is. Oh yeah, and I, I think it also kind of has like a back to school feeling for a lot of these guys too. Like it's sort of the start of the new year. But what I didn't realize until the other night, I was listening to the Steelers.com coverage of the uh, uh, when I was driving back home of the combine, and they said something that when I, as soon as I heard it, I went, oh, that's the point. Of all this, it's your guys get to do their medical evaluation. What's that? Like that's your medical guys get to check these guys out. Oh, and that's the real value of this. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That that you want to have your doctors check out these guys. That means a lot more than the dude ran fast in Indianapolis. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Oh, uh, so Khan is down there with the white coats in the lab, right? Really. Exactly. It's more... Yes, that. Oh. And I'm like, okay, that's valid. That now I get it. Okay. And, um, oh. and thankfully. That's not on the NFL Network. That's not the part you're seeing. Thank God. Yeah, you know, we. I would, I would watch. I'd watch some more of that. Like, all right, let's hit the weight room. Okay, drop your shorts. All right. Okay. Well, I think the band is trying to take that's it. NFL access. I, I would watch that. I would watch that more than the Pro Bowl. Maybe I don't know. Give me more of that than the Pro Bowl. Okay, we've got some odds and ends here, starting with. At KD Pomp, Bob Pompiani, an NFL team has submitted a proposal that would allow roughing the passer calls to be reviewable by instant replay. It will be debated this week in Indy. Should roughing the passers be reviewable? 79.8% yes. 20.2% no. Um, I'm all for anything that gets it right. I'm all for it. I, I mean, I... I... I'm starting there. I don't know if I'm going to end up there because, again, you know, it's going to be the ref who just made the call looking at this thing on the uh, uh, replay. Um, right now, I agree with that just because there are so many egregious ones. But, man, as soon as I found myself agreeing with it, I thought of that first pass interference challenge ever in NFL history. Carroll made the game where Ben got hurt and Mason came in against Terrell Edmonds. Totally turns the game around and it being a very borderline call and all that. So it – but – I think the roughing the passer thing, some of them have seemed very egregious in recent years, and it's the kind of thing you'd like to think, okay, he, you know, gently grazed his helmet or whatever it was would be shot down quickly, but but who knows? It, why um, can't why can't they be why can't there be like uh, a third option, like maybe a purple flag like okay, so the ref thinks it might be let's wave the purple flag. Now that sends it to the booth who can see it and then verify it quickly right there. Yeah, that's good or bad or I, I mean, I can't think of anything that's more appropriate for the XFL than starting the purple flag idea. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, that seems like that's the kind, that's the place for that sort of experimentation. Um, well, unfortunately, I stopped watching after oh, the man. first week. I stopped watching after my cold got better. <laughs> Speaking of rule changes, at NFL underscore Dove Kleiman, Dove 
Kleiman. The NFL Competition Committee has already been discussing the quarterback push play at length, and the topic will be revisited in March. Could be a potential rule change in 2023. They're saying this is kind of an automatic first down, but uh, it's not like the QB sneak was invented this season. You know, no, and it, 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 I mean it's it's it is the first time I I really looked at it and thought like, man, this play was designed to push this dude in the back. I feel like we're not going to make this change until someone absolutely messes up their leg because they got pushed in the back and fell hard. So like I can I can see them overturning this and I mean tra- making this illegal to push the quarterback in the back. But like you want to talk about weird calls. The first time someone gets 15 yards for pushing their quarterback in the back and has to be like, no no no, I didn't push him. I was running that way and he happened to be there. Like you want to talk about weird interpretations and did he push him or was he just <laughs> running in that direction? Like would it have to be every running situation would it have to be with running backs as well and and wide receivers you can't assist you can't push your own player uh forward you know forward i mean maybe it's gonna be you know what oh god i i i buy i'm afraid to say this because i'm worried it's going to will it into existence (laughs) but i can see them making the role it can't be a a a distinct pushing motion (laughs) <laughs> distinct pushing like you know what foot, i mean like, distinct, like a football movement no like a distinct right exactly like is it i didn't you know if i if i have my arms folded or here and i'm running into your back is that the same as i'm extending my arms to push you like it's i i i, I now that i'm saying this out loud i wouldn't be surprised if this is sort of where they came down and it's illegal to push the guy <laughs> but if you happen to run into him and he falls over to pop because uh, I mean, the, the solution would just be then it's no longer the qb sneak it just becomes the fullback sneaker you know it's not it just becomes Derek Watts play instead of the QB or something right you know? and it's it's and, and, and I, I and, and I think that's the other reason you might see some kind of rule change here I think is that they could they could very easily say this is a rule that helps the defense but also protects the quarterback because I am kind of surprised no one's torn their ACL or popped their knee or something with like three giant dudes pushing you from behind while the other guys are pushing you this way in the opposite direction. Well, it's a, it feels like Cam Newton's, uh, if he was in the league, that would have been what happened to him. <laughs> One more rule change. And where's Tom, you, Tomlin's on this rule committee, right? Why don't we, have we had the, I guess we haven't had these league meetings yet. I don't, right? think, I don't think they've occurred yet or they're in the process. Because usually we hear from him. He's the guy yeah. that's like, I, you know, well, he's the one out there going, I love sudden death. And, yeah, and, he's like, and he gives the interviews from like the pool or something, right? Or maybe I'm thinking of Cower at, um, yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. I think, uh, I think we kind of touched everything. We Razor, sure did. We touched too much. Yeah. We touched, we touched too much. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah. Touching too much. Right, coach? Um... If you want to keep the conversation going, we are on social media. I am at Kyle Christ. Greg, where are you? Uh, at Instagram, Twitter, at Greg Benevent. B as in boy, E-N-E, V as in Victor, E-N-T. Uh, something very special for you next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, March Madness is here, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't like basketball. Yeah, me neither. Instead, we've got the Steelers March Madness, the mm-hmm. 64 greatest moments in Steeler history seated ranked and facing off to find out what is the ultimate Steelers moment and you're like oh well it's the immaculate reception oh it's the it's the uh Harrison uh interception mm-hmm. well that's why we play the games <laughs> you can't you can't win unless you mock the brackets so we will have we will have March Madness of Steeler Moments. It's going to be the biggest thing since your mock draft. Only thing more important than a mock draft. Mm-hmm. March Madness. All right. Enough said. Enough caucus. Until next week, 
Keep listening to Coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. 